Hello, you're very welcome to the Own O'Neill podcast. It's a series of chats with some people we might find interesting. My friend Adam Shapiro has all the recording gear and all the technology stuff. And uh, I sit down, we'd be chatting to, going around County Clare particularly, and chatting to people we might, we think are interesting, and hopefully you do. If you'd like to donate or contribute or support us in this mission, we'd be delighted. And uh, the PayPal account exists, and hopefully you see it somewhere. that flower will vainly strive to cherish but in that hour the stem blooms on the flower it begins to perish regard them then of equal worth while last their genial weather the times at hand when deep in earth they'll both sink together and even though it be in our country's cause, our party feelings blended, till lasting peace from equal laws on both will have descended. Till then, the orange lily be your batch, my patriot brother. It's the everlasting green for me and we for one another. Thank you. 
I'm sitting here and we're in Bell Harbour, North County Clare. Adam Shapiro is here. He brought the recording equipment. We're down off the road in Bell Harbour in a beautiful, beautiful place. We're at the home of Sean and Connie Tyrrell. And we've, uh, we've just had some food. And now I'm, I'm settling down and I'm going to have a nice chat with Sean Tyrrell. So thanks for joining us on this podcast. Sean, that was, a, was that a song of reconciliation? What? Is it a song of reconciliation? Well, it's what it is, Owen, was... Uh, I was at Charlie Pickett's dad's funeral down in Cove and my brother Liam and Greta uh, were with me as well and there was only one bed left in the house and uh, I got the couch in the living room, which, you know, I'd been used to hay burdens and whatever, in houses at Flair, so a couch was a luxury. But anyway, I couldn't sleep one of those nights, I just couldn't sleep. And I got up to find something to read and I found this book. It was about maybe about a f- 14 inches long by about t- six inches wide. You know, it was very little, but there was that was in a, a song for the 12th of July. A lyric, not it was a poetry book. And uh, it was uh, written by a man called Jan, De- his pen name is Jan DeGene. John Fraser, he was a cabinet maker from Burren County, Offaly. Written about 18, he died in 1850, the late 1850s. Uh, so it was before that. And I just couldn't believe what I read. I just, I thought, God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Presbyterian by birth, converted to Catholicism. Why he did that, I don't know. But anyway, that's up to himself. But anyway, uh, I, brought, I brought it home naturally. And uh, I had composed that tune, which is called The Lament for the Children, which after my wife and family, when we split up, my children went off to America. That was a, a lament I composed for them. And I found that it fitted it perfectly. So uh, I started doing it, and uh, I, you know, I'm never, never really that confident about anything. I have to, you have, you have to get something out there first to see how it's reacted. And I was actually in O'Connor's pub in Doolan one afternoon. Johnny Mulhern was down visiting me. It's a lovely sunny day, and we were out in in, in O'Connor's anyway, and, and uh, playing a few tunes, uh, singing a few songs, and I sang that. And there was a couple of uh, Dublin women there. And one of them came over to me and she said, God, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And I said, thank you. Do you know, that's all, you know, just something yeah. like that. That's all you need is to sort of a... Mm-hmm. And on another occasion, I was down in, in, Waterford, in Waterford. Some fishermen lost their lives off Helvick Head. And I have a great friend, a fisherman, I know, down there called Tony, Tony uh, Gallagher. And he called me up and he said, Sean, we lost a few men. Would you come down? Because I had been fishing at that stage. Would you come down? And I said, Sean, you'd be delighted to do it benefit for the family and uh, Tony has having problems with that parish priest the thing didn't go really well anyway so when I got to where the field was supposed to be the first the thing was supposed to be there was always the back end of a, a, a trailer of a lorry and Nicholas Tobin and maybe 12 or others sitting around and Nicholas singing anyway so Tony told me there was a problem they didn't get it off the ground but he says we'll go busking the bears so I said, look, Tony, that's what I'm here for. We mightn't raise as much, but... So we were going along anyway, and in the care, and he had oh, two women and one man who sat behind me, and I was driving, and uh, why did Tony was sitting beside me in the drivers? He said, we'll do a bit of a... round, You know, if everybody do a bit of a noble call in the care. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we stopped at this doctor's house, and... Uh, he totally brought the other man into the doctor's house. I only later found out that he'd been he'd been incarcerated in 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 what's that fame Castlery in and was beaten into a pulp and he used to get his pain injections from the doctor. 
And when it came to my turn driving, I sang that, not knowing who was sitting behind me mm-hmm. and what he'd gone through. And all I just felt was this hand on my neck. Afterwards, like a gentle hand on my neck. Didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out, he says, OK. So, but as I said before, we told you about it. I usually try to do it at least once a year, or usually around the 12th of July, but for some reason or other I didn't get a chance this year. And I don't let it like a, let a year pass that I don't. But in all, I, that was on my on Cry of a Dreamer. And it's never once been played on Irish radio mm-hmm. that I know of. Never, certainly on RTE. It was played on BBC. I sang it live on BBC in the north, in Belfast, in the mm-hmm. middle, mm-hmm. right in the heart. Michelle Bonamy was with mm-hmm. me doing a, a early hour pr- pr- program and your man said to me, he says, what are you going to sing first? I said, a song for the 12th of July. And he said, what? Mm-hmm. The producer, I said, look, I said, don't let this, you know, don't let the title put you off. Mm. He said, I was used to do, the Rotterdam was a big club there at the time. He said, I sang it last and you got out alive, I did. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of sad on that, you know, it's never... That was recorded back when things were really rough, like, yes. and it was a, mm. it should have been heard. Mm. I'm not talking about for me now, mm-hmm. but for John, that man, you know, buried mm. in an unmarked grave in Glasnevin mm. now, which is kind of sad. So that's the, the power story. of song. Is is, is 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 you've you've lived your life with that experience, the power of song. But yeah, your 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 voice is is remarkable and, and unique, and you have a beautiful, strong Galway accent. Did you like growing up in Galway? I loved this. My, I must sure. I'm so Galway. I'm out Galway to Galway. I, you know, I yeah. love the place. I love everything about it. You know, the Irish language being there. See, heard it speaking. I spoke on the street. The university, of course, adds a bit of colour to it. I've never heard anybody yet that didn't say they loved Galway. Oh, yeah, I've never yeah. met, you know, people. But as a young child, as a young... Uh, oh, young, I always adored Galway. Galway City, were you? Oh, well, yeah, well, I was born... Well, actually, I heard that on uh, Porik Branagh, actually, it's shown in a year recently, and I always heard that, that the actual Connemar starts on the west bank of the Corrib. Mm-hmm. So I was born on the east bank, but I was brought up on the west bank. Yeah, and if you went back there now, would, would, would you see people that you grew up with? Oh, yeah, but it's getting more difficult, though, naturally, because it's such a tourist town. Like yeah. You know, yeah. I often had the occasion... On two different occasions, I love the react, the remarks because that Galway wit, you know, I said to one fellow one day, he says, geez, you know, he says, great to meet a Galway person. I met a couple of fellas that I played football in Hurling with when mm-hmm. I was a young kid. They were really good. They were my idols. I idolised mm-hmm. the O'Connors and the, from the West. Like, But uh, I says, it's so hard to see, meet a Galway person on Shop Street anymore. I, and then he says, yeah, it's even hard to meet anyone who speaks Irish or English, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there was another episode, yeah. he says, sure, how good did they all at work? <laughs> you know, so it's kind of, I love the place. So yeah, I know, yeah. I know, you know, yeah, I, do. You, you I like couldn't, I wouldn't feels. live in it anymore. It's too big for me. I love, yeah. I love open spaces where I am right now. I don't, I don't. So uh, the, wh- wh- a young Galway man left Galway and you, you've been to many, many places before you, you've, you got to Bell Harbour. I, I know where you've been. You were in Belfast anyway. Right? I taught You're in Belfast teacher, for a year. Yeah. I taught in Belfast for a year, yeah. And yeah. the great, what makes that even more appropriate or poignant for me as well, every friend I had in Belfast, except one that I had in Belfast, they were all of the loyalist persuasion. Leslie Bingham among the Leslie, mm. Terry's father, yeah. brought me to my first flag hole. All of the people that hung around, Pat Spare was the bear where the mm-hmm. music was being played. They were all Protestants. And were you a singer then? No. I didn't. I'd sing an odd few songs, but mm-hmm. nothing like I didn't. If I could have made my my living as a banjo player, I'd have never opened my voice. 
Yeah. I'd never opened my mouth. You were in Boston with some of some of the lads. Jack Erie from Galway's there from Chantilly, yeah. He, he what, what year are we talking about now, Sean? We, we went what over in, in nineteen sixty eight. Really? I taught I taught in Bel I left I taught in Belfast, I think it was nineteen sixty seven, I or no, I taught in Belfast. Yeah, in nineteen sixty eight. I was at sixty well anyway, one of them them years. And I uh I really was not, I was not a teacher, you know, and I had been, I always said I was taught by what I call frustrated something else's. Mm-hmm. They just, it was a cosy job, pensionable, sound for life, guaranteed mm-hmm. living, bang, badly paid, but anyway, uh, Jack Geary, whom I went to Boston with, I was down on visits and he says, I'm going to America. I says, I'm going with you. And did you think, when, when you arrived in America, did you think, now I can be me? I don't know if there's any conscious thing, but a music thing. I was, I've been playing music not very long. Well, I was freedom to be to be something you mightn't have been able to be with the people that you'd met up to then. Just some whole new world that you could actually become oh, well, somebody. Oh, naturally was spreading as my a bloody, spreading my wings because when I went, I well, I was only about a couple of months playing a banjo on mm. when we got a gig yeah. in a place where the you know the old end was a very very famous focus folk club and going very famous folk club you know that's where that's where what in Boston or in no this Galway. is down in Gorbin yeah, on Dominic yeah, Street yeah, that's yeah. where where Sweeney's men yeah. came together that's where you know uh, Paul Simon came in on our on our gig one night mm-hmm. I was asked up onto the stage and one of the, <laughs> the Johnny we used to call him Mutton Jeff great was it a lovely mad, mad about music came up to me and he said you get that fell off he's no good mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? but mm-hmm. it was that we just started their own and then mm-hmm. Jack and myself and Henry Higgins and Sean and Conroy made a group called the Freedom Folk and uh, Jack said he was going to America and I said I'm going with you mm-hmm. we go and we try and play music together so it was a big it was a big step in a way you know mm-hmm. but uh, I never regretted it and then I've often, I call it, we played on the, what I call it, nicknamed and everybody, they get fun of them, they call it the Corned Beef and Cabbage Circuit. Yeah. Irish-American Bears. And it was a tough ground, you know, like, because you're against televisions and what are you, and there's nobody listening. Yeah. But it was very, very important to me mm-hmm. in forming my style. Very important, because I was playing a tenor banjo. So, you know, I had to sing and play at the same time. Because Jack was a brilliant rhythm guitar player, absolute great ear for the the right chord. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have to hear a song, but he just had the great ear for the right chord and a brilliant rhythm guitar player. So I had that's what I had to do. So I was I was forced into that situation, and it I learned one thing off of a off a banjo player in in Belfast, Bobby Davy, another Protestant from Cumber in County Down, the most orange play, and it was this. Hopping between strings, mm. and it it gave me it, 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 that, and just the being there, forced into that situation that left me with that. The beginnings of the situation that really I formally, I said the the finishing touches to the style that I really began to were not finishing touches. I'm still working on it. I shouldn't say that, but it's certainly a lot, another. People that were very, very important along the way was the time I spent playing with Shane Holden and Michelle Bonamy. Yeah. Because they, Shane, uh, a gifted musician in Michelle, but Shane had a very rare style of guitar. Unbelievable, yeah. In rare style, very rare style, mm-hmm. that finger picking, mm-hmm. even finger picking tunes. Mm-hmm. So that he never, he was always bouncing off you. Mm-hmm. 
never interfered. It was absolute brilliance. You know, that's why I eventually, when I that recording I did with himself and Michelle, I gave it as a, to the. Uh, did you ever hear that? The one? Metal Hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave that to the, the Doolan Rescue Team. Yeah, yeah. Because I had it, and I said, "Jesus, it's got to be here." Because that's one of my favorite recordings. Well, that's great, yeah, I yeah. love the it tunes. Was a great time. The I, tunes I, yeah. on it are the tunes mm-hmm. on Michelle yeah. are the mid mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way they're played like mm-hmm. we had a way actually Gail his wife Shane's wife used to see a widow now or dead now unfortunately mm-hmm. both of them he uh, she used to say it was camel music mm-hmm. I love the description mm-hmm. and I understood I don't know I understood don't ask me what how I'd define that but it fitted I loved it why did you come back from America I hated the place <laughs> I wrote yeah I really I well there was two uh, I put together a band called Apples in Winter and we recorded an album I'd send you that by sometime by uh, I have it got to finally but we brought it out on vinyl and it was I had a fellow called John Tab, a great box player from from Springfield Tommy Grissetti a great bass player from Springfield Tommy Mulvihill a brilliant you know son of the great Charlie Mulvihill that mm-hmm. I'd be playing his tunes like and uh, great fiddle player, guitar, electric guitar player, acoustic guitar player, concertina player. I'd love to break his hands, he's so talented. Mm-hmm. But put it together and we recorded an album. And uh, there was a baron player was on board as well. And we did our first gig at a residency down in Washington. And your man started singing. And he was singing songs that I did, that weren't part of the, re- you know, you know the, they were the real bare room things. And mm-hmm. I was trying to get away from that own. Mm-hmm. And I reared up, you know, and I found myself the next day, a band meeting, the band on one side of the fence with my friend and me on the other. So now... Have you spent your life, in a sense, as a loner, among many great musicians, but but singing singing what you believe in and, and just feeling on your own sometimes doing that? Well, I am on I often, I was just thinking of that the other day. Like, you know, I've all heard these words about me. I'm a legend. I'm a fucking, there was one mm. even said I was a national treasure. There was something else. I was a, you know, I I had a cult following. They're so mm. cultish that they're white. They're fucking IRA and, and excuse <laughs> the no. IRA and, and, and the Cooksters clan and open society by comparison. Because they're so rare, yeah. a breed. I never see them. Yeah. yeah. So I often see that or think that maybe I ask too much of people. Yeah. I ask them to listen. Yes. I cannot, unless I believe in every single word. There was one other poem in that book that I found in Cherry Pickett's mm-hmm. sister's house that night. And it was ourselves alone, Sinn Féin basically. Mm-hmm. But there was the last sentiment. I just couldn't sing it. It was too alone. It was mm-hmm. too... You know, they were lovely up into that very last sentiment. I just couldn't see, I couldn't do anything with it. So I have to believe no matter what. I mean, I've ended up singing, I've recorded an album of all the songs that I, your man was singing that night, but mm-hmm. it wasn't my time. I didn't, I began to realise I was a bit ignorant and cocky about, I didn't understand the beauty of some of the lyrics of like Galway Bay. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the, Old Galway Bay, I'm talking about the Bing Crosby, Crosby recorded. Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful song, yeah. What's a great lyric and a melody, amazing melody, like, it, you know. But been forced to sing it is a different thing. Well, no, with that, but plus the way it's been done on. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I decided when I decided, I was asked, I'll tell you a, st- a true story. I was playing at the Smithsonian, Folk, or not the, the uh, Milwaukee Beer Festival Festival, in, or actually it says Shamrock and Leprechaun Festival, uh, that's what I call it. And 
It was a big long tent, not the main stage, no big long tent. It was a hot August day. This old woman came up from the back of the audience and she said, would you sing Galway Bay for me, uh, young man? <laughs> so it was right away. But hmm. anyway, I said, ma'am, I don't know even I'm from Galway. I've never sung that song in my life, you know. I, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know. I said, but I kind of suggest maybe Wild Mountain Time or uh, I Live in Free or something, you know, that you might know. But as she was going back, Fergus Feely, my partner at the time, you know, for a lot of times, I thought to myself, that journey shouldn't be in vain. Mm. And I, I, said to, I said to the audience, I said, look, would you give me a minute or two? I've got to see if I can find a key for a song I've been requested that I've never sang before in my life, but I've heard it so often mm-hmm. that maybe at least I'll get through a bit of it. Mm-hmm. So I found the key and we sa- I sang it. And we had some... Paddy Cronin, the famous Paddy Cronin's mm-hmm. son, Vincey, and other tradition by Zin from 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 uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. to hear us, and they said, "Yes, yeah, Sean, you should sing that more often." Mm-hmm. And it was that verse. The strangers came, tried to teach us there, but scorned us for being what we are. Mm-hmm. But they might as well go chasing after moonbeams or light a penny candle from a star. That's yeah. Yeats. That's yeah. as good as anything Yeats yeah. ever wrote. You know, I mean, the, Im- the imagery is, and yeah. into that bargain, they try to teach us their way. Yeah. This, you know, mm-hmm. that's a rebel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it got. Is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I do, of course, I know. Got everything. Mean, yeah. So I, 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 David Spinan was the first to say to me, he was co-producing the Orchard with me and recorded in his studio in, in the Cliffs, and he says, Sean, if I was producing this, I'd have you sing the big songs. I says, What are you talking about, David? And he started mentioning the big songs, and mm-hmm. I said, "Ah, oh, no, you know." But then on another tour with another great Piper Ronan Brown, and we're driving up. We got where the toll booth is now, the, the, the motorway, and I don't know whether he heard me say, saying that or said he came up. Why don't you sing a big, big songs album, Sean? Mm-hmm. I says, "Okay, now it was time." So, so getting back, but I, I just uh, well, right where you're sitting, Colin Bowler, another. I suppose which my the engineer and I just unfortunately Colin and Greg his brother the two great Bolands the two of them are gone now and I wouldn't have a half the albums out but for Colin Boland mm-hmm. and Greg Greg used to do his session work Beautiful, yeah. asked he asked to be on it. yes and Colin you know I ought to say that Sarah Brightman and and the Pet Shop Boys paid for two or three of my albums like because he was doing big orchestras like yeah. genius mm. but. Uh, Walker of the Snow, that album. There was one song on it that Johnny Mullins had given me that he had set a, a poem, and it was actually a, a thing called The Willow. I won't go into the long, it's too long a story to go into, but anyway, that was going to be the centrepiece because I, I became a crooner for five seconds on, an, on that album. Mm-hmm. There was one phrase mm-hmm. that just something happened to me accidentally in the studio, don't I? Yet one of these things. and But anyway, between what jigs and the reels, there was problems with Johnny getting the... Oh, I won't go into it. And Colin comes down because now that was the song. I, was, I wanted him to give it to the likes of Daniel O'Donnell or... Mm. or uh, I'm not going to get anywhere with this, Johnny. Mm. I was trying to get to Rod Stewart or somebody mm. like that. Mm. For him. Mm. So Colin came down. The bodyguard is not there anymore. We'll have to find another song. So we had a thing called... the We, he, we used to call the vaults. Recordings that I'd done in Dublin in his flat with him in Dublin. So we went through it. And the only song, full song that I've recorded, that I, the music and lyric are mine, is one called The Black Hole. <laughs> Not a very enticing. Mm. And it's about the desperate situation Ireland was in 
in the 1980s. And I was on a train to Dublin after coming back doing a, a concert with Mary McPartland and others in Munich to raise funds for this body, the, oh, what do you call it, the Simon, Simon community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on the train and I had a poster from the thing and there was a, a, a solicitor's son sitting across the way in a, in a, in a seat for me and he was reading this uh, in, a, in Dublin, Are You a Practicing Hedonist? And I just went, it put this fire in my head. Mm. Oh, I, 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 I had, and I just, I, uh, I went down to and I asked people, anybody got a biro? And out of this poor, this bile. Mm. And when Colin came, uh, it was with you after five years on the dole, uh, not a copper in my pocket to spend will I ever find a rainbow's end and there's, a, you know, what goes on and, you know, walking from sleet and rain from, from into the, the door shop in where Gardner Street is, not it? And you're trying to thumb a lift and pass, being bruised, passing them by and all that thing. And anyway, uh, that was just a song I wanted to put on. Colin said to me, he says, sitting right, he was right, do you realise, Sean, if you do this, you're about to make this what was the most... Uh, what not word most accessible album of all of yours into one of the darkest because mm-hmm. John Lennon's work in Class Hero is on there as well mm, yeah. I says Colin if I don't do it I'll never be able to live with myself cool. so that answer that, you know, so, yeah, so your integrity is in your, your is it there, has to be it has to be yeah. Colin but I, 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 in 1981 in the summer of 1981 I think and you can tell me if I'm wrong here I went to, I went from Doolin into one evening into the roadside tavern Peter Corton's pub there and Mrs. Courtney was there and Mary Kate, Jimmy Keish and Skippy. I did, as I would have done usual, regularly. The usual crew. I had never heard, I, uh, Micheline was, it was a good, I think it was a, there was a little session going on and this voice started singing and I was up at the bar and I said, who the fuck is that like? You know, that's just, like that's, I've never heard that before, anything like that before. It was you, it was the first time I'd ever heard you and um, I was completely, there was a power there that, 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 you knew you had it. You you weren't you weren't not aware of it because when you when when the lads asked, they knew you. The lads knew you, and uh, I heard it then about two weeks later. Paddy Williams asked me up to um, I set with Michelle Bonamy as well, and, and Kevin Griffin. Kevin Griffin's first time in Galway. I remember there was a singer session used to be on in Richardson's in Air Square, and the you Reaver. came in halfway through it. Dark horse, you know they were all there singing like mad, and Paddy was there, and everybody was happy out, and you come in. I said, "That's your man." I said again. I said to Kevin Griffin, "That's the man I was telling you about." I said. And you sat down and you you come in halfway through the thing and you, you sat at the, where the people would pay the money or get the tickets or whatever. That's as far as you came into the Richardson's that day, mm. that evening. And you sang a song. And you had a power and you have a power that words are, 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 are everything. And, and it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different ball game. And uh, at the time you were in the roadside, you, I think it was, was it 1981 you were playing with Michelin? Both, both that year. Yeah. yeah. You, you hadn't recorded. No. And you, I, I was talking to you and I was, you know, it, it was very difficult to get recordings then. It was just Clatter Records and Gwailin and mm. there was no way in. And uh, I remember talking to you and saying, you, 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 why don't you record? And I, I, was, I was struck by the power of your confidence in, as you sing, and your insecurity as a singer when you talked to me about it. In the sense that you, you didn't think you were good enough to make a record at the time. Well, you see, I have to say, on getting to that, and you mentioned two of them, Paddy Williams and Mike 
Mike Donahue. Mike Donahue mm. were very important to me because around that time, before, Peter had asked me a few years before that to come over and do, but I had, my family was still with me and I didn't want to be out in pubs five nights a week. So I refused, even though I could have done with the money, but I didn't want to be out in pubs that, uh, that long. So when my family left, I then didn't have that anymore. And around that time, I rediscovered a book that I found in America called A Thousand Years of Irish Poetry. And one night, this John Lobron, he was working bartender in the in American, working in the roadside, and he came back and stayed with me. And I was baking a loaf of bread, yeast bread. And I, I, was, I used to bake some great yeast bread. I was really, I was really good at it. Uh, but I was waiting for it anyway. And John took a thousand years of Irish poetry down off the bookshelf and he left it on the rocking chair by the fire. And I went over to it. And I had had this book for years on and I was looking for material everywhere. It was little songbooks, but it was always the same songs. And I wanted something different. I didn't want to be singing what everybody else had. I want I want different, you know. And I'd begun at that stage to set poems to music. Raftery's poem, Asquail, get Mr. Rafter and Philip. And so uh, I uh, took it down. I'd lifted it up and I began reading the table of contents. And... I saw either or a poem by Louis McNeese called Bagpipe Music or Message of Peace by my all-time hero, John Boyle O'Reilly. I think it was probably O'Reilly's Message of Peace would have appealed to me. And when I read it, I was, Jesus, what is this? Mm-hmm. What have I found? So now back to table of contents again. And I started looking. Bagpipe Music certainly was the second if it wasn't the first. Mm-hmm. Good God, I have to go through this page by page. By the end of that night on, I'd nearly, the, the, the cake nearly got burned. Mm-hmm. By the end of the night, I had 15 to 20 something that have graced the trilogy of poems by John Byler in the first album. They've been on all, all, all of my albums. They're nearly a rake of this stuff, that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I began, then Pete asked me, and I said to him, you can ask me, I says, I'll do it, Pete, Peter, but I don't want to sing. It's true as I'm sitting mm-hmm. here. Because of that, I hadn't a great confidence in my, my voice. No. Own. So I still don't have that great a confidence. I'm better about it now, but I didn't then. But I... Uh, you seem to have a confidence when you were actually singing that was unbelievable. Not confidence, but a power, I think, more than confidence. Well, did, That's what struck me, is that the, the power in the room, that the, the, there, there are certain people in this world that when, when, they, when they perform, the room changes. Well, do you know what just amazed me about uh, gone that subject? You know, just but finish that. Mike and Willie were, uh, and 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 Mike and uh, Mike, Paddy, yeah. Paddy were very important because they, when they did, as I began to bring out these songs in the session, mm-hmm. they'd be, "Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Yeah. Where'd you, you know what it was like? This quick, it's like every week there was a new mm-hmm. one coming at them. Mm-hmm. So they gave me great confidence, but. With all the talk of County Clare being the home of music, I've been at more sessions, especially ones with Tommy Peoples in 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 in, in Kilfenora, and there would and Shane and others on a Monday night, and jammed to the doors, mm-hmm. not a single soul listening mm-hmm. to the tunes. When I'd open the sound, I'd get a bit of silence. Wouldn't get as much. Roadside Tavern, it did not pack, and this is September, mm-hmm. packed out. There was nice when that place. It was. Like a concert hall I was it singing was, to. It was, yeah. I'm serious yeah. on I could yeah. never... I you, used had to, a, you had a great uh, sparring partner in Mickleen, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, look at I, I, well, the hats I, and, the, and the whole vi- visuals of yourself. As you were young then, I presume you were 30 years old, maybe. 
I'm older than that, but at the time, he, 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 yeah, yeah, well, yeah. whatever, maybe thirty-two or thirty-three. Yeah. I don't know, but Michaelin was a little bit older, and 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 he used if, for those that don't know Michaelin Connan, he spent uh, he's from up around Ballinacky, wasn't it? Yeah. And he had uh, different hats every night, oh. and he played a concertine and he played the, the accordion, and he was a beautiful person. And he was, uh, uh, we were talking about Adam and was talk, we were talking when we were having food about being welcomed into a into music sessions. There was a fierce welcome with Michaelin oh, yeah. and Tommy Peoples. Oh yeah, both, both of them. Man. You know, you you guys. Most has, it, has it changed? Most, most of the greats that I have played with down yeah. over the years. I mean, Paddy Canny and Billy Lucknan into yeah. in the Keys Dick Orbitz and then they asked me, would it be all right if he could come in and play with yeah. me? Do you know that's sort of your Joe Cooley? Has, has, has the music changed in your opinion? Not the music, but the, like, the, the importance of helping each other. Well, I tell you, go back to Mickelene, because, you know, I've offered, I've got, and I did come out in that. He was very... I've often said if I was ever taught the, the gift of magic in music, it was from Mickleen I got it. Yeah. And like, there's an, he had used to have a grey box, my favourite of all. He was the only accordion box player I ever heard that could play an E flat R D in the, on the same accordion. Mm-hmm. Right? Which my son said, and I still love it, because I, I hated that experiment of E flat. I thought it was abominable, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I saw. Because of its anti social values. Uh, the anti yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. I saw some awful things happen to mm-hmm. Willie Clancy mm-hmm. to see people being excluded mm-hmm. by that and just humiliated. Mm-hmm. And people put their tails out the door. One old man with a box had probably saved the hay and came in and he couldn't figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, Michaelin, we might start it, but if somebody came in other than us two, bang, straight away we're into concert pitch. Yes. Do you understand yes, me? So yes, bang, yes. I just had to. So bad. But he's, he... He was he was very inclusive. It didn't matter who you were. Yeah, and the pub was included. It oh wasn't yeah, just yeah, musicians. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, for me, what, what what a music gathering has to has to go beyond the, the circle around the table. Playing, oh, absolutely. I think your 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 the the songs would be the 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 end for for most people. You know, to be involved in the, because, like, you have that power to, to 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 sing a song, whether it be something from John Boyle O'Reilly, or something like Red River Valley. I think it was Red River Valley that I heard you singing once in those early years. And I, I think I started crying. Because <laughs> I had heard that song a hundred... I know. My mother well, fought the sang it, the, the which was ironing. You sing on but you sh- kind of made it lonesome, man. You made it, you made it like but sad. But what is it? What is it? It's the same with that, uh, that song. Jesus, um, oh, that was bad. Um, you are my sunshine. One of the saddest songs in the world, and everybody's partying. Or you are my sunshine. It's actually a song of heartbreak. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> Sean. And you can do this. You can see this. But the thing is, on like, I, I, I. For instance, you know, there was there was this guy and got he's still he's still there. He's a, a solicitor, and it was during the heydays of those famous sessions down in in, in Monroe's, where it that's in Monroe's and the old but the Roisin Dove those Sunday afternoon sessions they were. Well, they were legendary and phenomenal, you know, because I used to have all sorts of guests in there from Michael to Tommy to Davy Spillane, to, mm. you know, Martin Hayes, who have, but, uh, and the bass band of Liam Lewis, one of my favourite fiddle players on the planet, uh, and uh, uh, Johnny Mullins, of course, then Steve Hanks. But the, the thing about it was that uh, there was one I was coming around the corner one day there by what we used to call the Lazy Wall, just across from, from, from the... the uh, Monroe's and I met Dennis a solicitor and he says Terrell it's not fair he says you brought a grown man to tears last Sunday and the last man in the world I would have expected 
mm-hmm. to bring to tears. And I've heard that on, and I think it's maybe to do with if there's emotion, God, you have to express it, like you know. And yeah, and if it's and not, I, if it's I'm, not I'm, real. I'm, seri- I'm yeah. seriously attracted to yeah. songs like that. I really. But am. sometimes you see, emotion is a really is a really interesting thing. You don't become emotional when you're singing. Oh, there's times when you, I, you, I nearly nearly broke down in the Yeah, I know, I'm sure it's I, your emotion. I, I really, but there are singers that are singing about songs and there being all this false emotion, oh, drama. No, no, oh, yeah. Your voice says, the, the power of your emotional performance is, is that it doesn't, it, it kind of, it brings you right, it's your, it's your, it's coming from your lungs, it's coming from inside you. This, that, that brings us in and, and all of a sudden these words change and the meanings behind these words change. When did you realise you had that gift? <laughs> I don't even know that I realise it even now. Oh. No, the gift to make a, a song that we took for granted. Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah, into okay. A, into a, into what would, a, into wait, a see, what would it be? Red River Valley, as yeah. you said, that is the first one that mm. I think I said, okay, this has never been, this, there's more to this. And then I found where I found, but you see, that's in my, I'm a, I'm a, a, a thief of other people's ideas mm-hmm. that's what I call myself I'm, I call myself saying say you're a great singer I say no I'm a great reporter mm-hmm. I will take that but uh, I went down the look to look for the lyrics and I don't know where I found all these verses that nobody else had mm-hmm. I'd never heard anybody singing before me. Mm-hmm. and they're the most important verses the whole thing like mm-hmm. uh, you know I promised you my darling that never one word from my lips caused you pain mm-hmm. And now I'm gone for the I'll be left as desolate rain. I mean, geez, mm-hmm. you know, this takes on a different dimension. But it does when you sing desolate. When you say the word desolate, it's different when I say the word desolate. And, and I, I, I'm not in any way plum on you. I'm just saying you're living with this. You're doing a good job of it. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> no, not because, I, know, because I couldn't joking. be bothered. You know, yeah. I know reason, that. The reason I'm here is because the way you say the words. It's the, re- the reason I'm, I'm interested in talking to you is because you sing different and you talk different. Do you think different? Is it a, is it a, is it a, is it a, a, when, when you're in a band situation, is it difficult when, when, when there's other, you know, when you have your own ideas of how, how you want to present a, no, a, a I'd, always, I'd always say to the lads, anyway, no matter who they were, that I never worked with Johnny Mulherney as a total anarchist. But uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, I said to the lads... Are you an anarchist? Uh, yes. Yes. But, <laughs> and I'm up against, and he's another Leo as well, so it's two Leos in the same band, anarchists in the same band. <laughs> I love it, but yeah. by Jesus, you have to fight your corner with him. But anyway, with so the would lads... So would you find you were constantly, not just fighting society, but fighting the music society, that, that, that you know, the, the way to, the, the way you, same say as Tommy Potts playing the fiddle, right? Mm. You know, completely different than that way of playing the board in the bush. And Sean Terrell singing... The, is it the Isle of Inishree that you do the the the, the mm. way, Yates? Would you find that you you had to fight a little bit to, to, to against uh, what was going on in in in, in, no, in, in traditional I, music or in Irish music? Or well, in, I wonder. I remember thinking very very. But I remember vividly thinking of Jackie Small when I first decided to th- to play or to sing the Red River Valley. Red River Valley. I was wondering what the likes of Jackie and people like that would make of this, mm-hmm. and I. I was not so much worried, but just wondering how it would go down. Mm-hmm. And that's when I come out with any of them on. I always, I always still have, when I made the big songs album and I sang Danny Boy and Take You Home Again, Kathleen, and all the rest of them, the, you know, the great Percy French songs, you know, which I so stupidly, arrogantly dismissed for so many years. 
mainly because of how they were delivered. Yes, of course. That's a reminder. Yeah, that's how yeah. they were delivered. Not so much the lyrics, because I used to love. But did you have to fight to deliver them the way you wanted to deliver them? You know, against just to get gigs, to get you know the get gigs. They worked against me. On yeah, gigs. I know. That's what. That, pe- maybe that's pe- my point. You so know, that's the that's the fight that you had. Mm. This would be this would be when you were even getting well known. Yeah, that uh, that um, you you were you were making your own and your own way of of, of getting the, the words of these beautiful songs that we didn't even know were beautiful. Was that a fight for you? Was it a struggle? Well, it, it, in a sense, on that it, it just it, cut, it limited me to you know you know agents didn't want to know me, RTE certainly didn't want to know me, uh, gigs weren't that coming in that you know weren't coming in. No people you know I, I was waiting for the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. I'd be idle for the rest of my life, you know. And uh, I I was. But were your heroes not like that? What do you mean? Well, were your heroes not fighting battles? Oh, to, yeah, Joe to, Cooley. Know, Joe, Joe Cooley, exactly. Joe Cooley, maybe. I, yeah. Okay, so... So they were on the outside as well. Get, I get, oh, Looking well, over look, the fence I, at that I get, Okay, so... Yeah. We were, when Jack and I were in San Francisco, or in America, we were playing in the, the original of the Irish... The Irish the, 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 what do you call it? The Corn Beef and Cabot Circle. It's a place mm-hmm. called the John Berlicorn down on 41st Street down, not too far away from the United Nations, between 2nd and 3rd Avenue. And we got a gig there and, and got several gigs there and got to know Jesse Owens and James Keane. Jesse had a big hit in the, you know, way back with the Butcher Boys. So, you know, he's a poster boy, folk star, one of the big ones the first time. And Jesse had gigs all over, you know, he could command gigs anywhere in America. And he got one for a place called Har- Jones on Har- Harrington's and Jones Street in San Francisco for St. Patrick's Day. But he had a better one somewhere else. And he asked me, he says, we would, you would and Jack do it. And we were getting something like a thousand dollars, and all our expenses paid, flown out, put mm-hmm. up, and a blah blah blah, this that and the other. Jeez, of course, delight San Francisco. <laughs> he had Ashbury and fucking the flower power era, of course. So we hit off, and uh, when we got to the club, to the pub, there was a big billboard, but in marker pen, and all the you know the freedom folk we were called direct live and in person. Well, what did they expect you to arrive in a coffin? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know. I never can understand mm-hmm. and in person why you got to turn up as somebody else. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, about fifth or six down the line, there's the my hero Joe Cooley that I'd heard so many people in Belfast talking about. I'd never heard a note of his music, but they raved about him up there. So anyway, in we went, and Joe was there at the counter. We had a bit of a chat. And did the Patrick's Day the next day, and it was started about nine ten o'clock in the morning. There was a pipe band going on first, and it was a, the stage was up nearly as high as the ceiling up there, mm-hmm. a couple of stairway, and then about we were because we were the star act, we were the last on. So Cooley goes up and uh, he gets on. He says, oh, "This is what Sean Turtle he used to call me when he would himself and Jack come up and play with me." So up we went anyway, and start. I started off his. Seamus, his brother's tune, not his tune, but he's always good at coolies. Seamus, the flute player, composed yeah. that one. It's he. Yeah. So, well, that's what I've been here told. And uh, uh, Joe kind of gave a bit of a squelch to the box and he says, oh, Sean, maybe nice and stately. You know? mm-hmm. So we started off at Joe's because that was Joe. That's mm. that rhythm, mm. that powerful rhythm and that soul. Good and that uh, his own style, that's what I'd always heard about him. I didn't understand what it meant, to be honest, at the time. I had no clue. But anyway, if we finished the gig that night, he comes up and he says, Sean, 
I'm playing at a an old folks home tomorrow. He says, will you come out and give me a hand? Mm-hmm. He says, there's no money out of it now, but, you know. So I says, Joe, you know, you know, I'd across the Alps and my bare feet on for this Lovely. man. Mm-hmm. You know, so we go. I'd never been in old folks home in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was like walking into a zo- zombie land. They were all doped out of their freaking heads, mm-hmm. man. There, was no, there wasn't an expression on, expressionist faces everywhere. So we're playing away. And all of a sudden he stops and he says, Sean, keep it going. And he gets up and he goes over and he has to look like the oldest woman in the house. He says, ma'am, will you dance? Her face lit up like a hundred watt bulb on. She got up and not with that, the whole room lit up. Mm-hmm. And others got out to dance and I said, I began to think, what sort of a presence am I in here? Mm-hmm. He came to entertain. Mm-hmm. But he was decent. You, ah. you're, you, you've always been, you, you did a tour with people's, Tommy Peoples in yeah. the States. Loved you, it. You've played with the, like you've played with Joe Cooley and Tommy Peoples. That's enough, I, you know, that's enough in any lifetime. Well, to, Tommy, I have to say, touring with Tommy was like walking a firewire act every night without a safety net. Because mm-hmm. he said, I've heard him say that I actually have a recording of him. I send it to you. Mm-hmm. Remind me of this now, them mm-hmm. two recordings to send you. Apples in Winter and that. I was a festival we did together in, in, in Philadelphia where he said, Sean and I are playing with, we, have, we never have any plan. Mm-hmm. So you never knew, he never knew what I was going to come out with. Yeah, yeah. And I never knew what he was going to come out with, mm-hmm. which was even harder still. So, but a joy. Yeah, that, but that's the joy. That's that knife edge, that, that, that tightrope you're talking about. It doesn't happen anymore. No, no. And I've, music has changed because of that. I mean, like, obviously a solo singer can, can doesn't have to have a set list. They can see what the vibe is going. Even the two of you together did not know what was, you know, that, that's important that, 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 that you get your emotions, whatever's going on, will dictate what you're going to do next. Well, I tell you, no one, I, I, no matter whether I'm solo with anybody, I remember there was another time, Liam Lewis and Steve Hanks and myself were going to play at the place called the Purcell Room on the South Bank in London. Yeah. And we're on stage and the stage manager comes up and he says, Mr. Turley, he says, would you tell me what your set list is? And I says, sorry, sorry, I don't have a set list. Mm-hmm. So he walked away a bit, bit before and he comes back and he says, what, what's the importance of it? He says, lights and this, that and the other. And he says, can you tell me what the first song is? I says, I won't know that until I get to the microphone. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, but like Jim and Liam said, oh, come on, Sean, will you give the man a break? Mm-hmm. So I picked, I think, you know, I don't know what, maybe the Tom Pax is all long and whatever, something sim- mm-hmm. to get. So, because I have another instance of where it would, would have been perfectly the wrong thing to have. We were doing the uh, Newcastle on Tyne Folk Club or the Folk Festival. And uh, the first night, uh, I don't know where we were, but we're on the main festival stage at the festival stage then. And then the last night we're in a place called the Derwent uh, Rugby Club. Mm-hmm. And it was the time just after I, I our Cry of a Dreamer had come out. That was my first time I was just out. And went in and when I saw it, it, it was like the Blue Rinse Brigade. There was nobody under the age of probably 50 in the audience. Now, if I had sang things like from... from you know, like Johnny's modern states of decay, or the the, the song about the whorehouse in in, in uh, you know on on that album, it had got down like a lead balloon mm-hmm. on. So I I reacted. I sang the likes the Red River Valley and things, because it had gone down. Nobody, they would yeah. have, you know, would have been the wrong thing to do. So you see, I always like to. How is it now when you go on a stage? So I don't do that. Yeah. Don't do. I don't. Very rarely on. I t- today I thought all right I better have some idea of what I'm going to do, mm. but then last they actually that song did not was not on the list yeah, and yeah. I said I haven't done this in a long time and this instrument is kind of nice the way it likes to be and that's what I recorded it on so I wanted to try that I don't 
I haven't changed that attitude on at yeah, all. No, I, I don't think you're going to change. I oh no, I couldn't. I, 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 couldn't. I think I think you know, you've lived a life that's a. Uh, that, that, that has a little bit of... of well, of, I tell you, on I when I was on a tour, that famous folk festival, the folk festival tour of Germany, Karsten Linde used to run, and you're on the bus with mm. three or four bands. I could tell the next breath every one of them take every mm. single night. Mm. It was the same set. And the worst part was when it come from what I used to call the shebang. Mm. You know, they're all up together. Mm. This, you know, it had to be the books of old more than something and I've said to them that's for Jesus sake we all know mm. a rake of different can we not change it for one mm. night mm-hmm. do you know what I mean that's how they do that I'd, can you imagine me three weeks on the road mm-hmm. playing the same tunes and songs I every couldn't. no I couldn't every I couldn't. night no, I couldn't it, but I couldn't do and it and even the hooks are in the right place what Oh, that word! Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. allergic. Cracking hooker. I'm lying. Yeah. La- oh, crack! <laughs> what do you call him the other morning? What do you call me? Ronan Collins was into you know what do you call her? Uh, uh, Marini Wynn and he's the crack. He said you wouldn't even know what it was, you know. But he felt it, it was actually demeaning to the music that he used that word. Yeah, it shows that he doesn't. You know, mm. I couldn't believe it. I hate that word hop and crack. If I ever see, Jesus. Yeah. All of that, and then all these tunes they're supposed to be composing. Oh, mother of God. No middle. There's a beginning, no middle and no end. You know, it's it's kind of gets gone. I don't like the way it's gone, to be honest with you. A lot of it. Well, the characters that, you, that you've that you talked about and you've met, I, I don't know. I suppose it, 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 all our, our parents spoke like this and our grandparents spoke like this. But the accent has gone out of people's oh. talk and, and it's probably oh, yeah. gone a little yeah. bit from... I mean, there's so many, many young musicians that are playing such beautiful music and, 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 stu- and studying, yeah. studying how to... how to yeah, and, and real naturals. But, but um, life is different. You know, so, so expression is different and emotion is different. Well, you see, they and have... smiling, everybody's smiling. They have, they have, they have the technique of the yin-yang on... But give me one ounce of soul and a bum note. Yeah, my favourite people I, were sad. My, fa- my favourite people were angry and, and, and sad and they weren't happy and they weren't, you know, they weren't musicians that were happy in, Bubbly in and, smi- and yeah. all and smiling at yeah, one another. That's dance, the other yeah. thing. It's like it's a, where, 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 where would we be in, in 10 years time with them um, to, to find some, it'll be very, it'll be very hard to, to, to for the concert halls to, to, to have anybody that with, with or will it. With any bit of integrity, I'm no, no, not integrity. Like just per- uniqueness that hasn't. Well, no, that's what I'm talking. But integrity is the wrong word to use. Yeah, exactly. On, but it's like it's become a mill, and they're just pounding them out. And I think that's a lot to do with that that uh, thing in 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 Limerick. They're just it's coming out of there, and they're like they're they're like coming off an assembly line. And I know they're technically long way beyond anything I'll ever be able to achieve. Not that I would want to, to be honest, but uh, they're way beyond it. And But I I don't know, give me an ounce of feeling. You know, Margaret Barry may not have been the best banjo player in the world, but by God, when she sang The Wild Colonial Boy, you know, that I remember that. It's a great privilege that night in, when we were talking about it earlier in Lister and Verna at the Royal Spall sitting on the stage with her when she was got, got tired at that stage and I just went up to give her a bit of a hand and I asked her because she sang the definitive version of that for me, you know, and it just, there was a soul that, you know, mm-hmm. that she had, like the Pecker and loads of other people, you yeah, know. Yeah. Ronnie Drew, fucking Liam Weldon, you know. Who's, Mick Flynn. Who's, who's, yeah, Mick Flynn. Mick Who, who's, who's coming, that, is there anybody coming up that, that you're aware of that, 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 you're, that you really admire? That, that that's you know that's 
got some kind of. Yeah, I like that young young guy that's over in his diamond as a T.O. Steel Steel. Steel Wall, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't, of course, Katie. Yeah, Katie. Katie, singers wise, yeah, yeah, there's a couple, you know, that again, that's Susan O'Neill. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I, like her I like her. I like her, the quality mm-hmm. and the person. Uh, yeah, there's a few like that, Great, to be honest yeah. with you, Owen, that, you know. Mm-hmm. That, well, uh, John, thanks. We, 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 I, I think we could probably talk for four hours, but, we, oh, hey, but, hey, but hey. Would, 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 would you like to. Thanks first of all, thanks for inviting myself and Adam and yourself. And I'm honoured for you ask me, invite, you know, inviting us to, to, to your house. And it, it it was just to be a chat. And I I know we could talk for another two hours, but I'm, I I would you like to sing a song to to to, to okay? To, um, well, uh, what do we do to drive us out? Will I? Am I and thank you again for 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 sharing all this because I think we need to. We, the reason I'm doing this kind of thing is is to is to just see how people are thinking about music and, and their lives as musicians. I met some folks who say that I am a dreamer. I've no doubt there is truth in what they say. Yet a man, he's bound to be a dreamer When all the things he loves are far away Precious things, their dreams into an exile They take him over the land across the sea Especially when it happens that he's an exile from that lovely isle of Inishree. I wander again those hills, dreamy valleys, find the peace that no other land may hold. I hear the birds. Making music fit for angels Watch the rivers Laughing as they flow forgotten Soon I am back to stern reality But if the pathways here were paved with gold dust 
my heart would still choose the Isle of Inishfree. Thanks to Connie and yourself for your hospitality to myself and Adam today, and thanks a million for sharing all that. More, more than welcome. On, thank you. My honour to be asked, Tim Tony. Thank you so much, really. <laughs>